Hello, everybody. Welcome to Raw and Unfiltered. My name is Marianne, and I'm 22 years old. And I'm Sherry, and I'm 56 years old. And we are future my mother-in-law over here. <laughs> I be my daughter-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> I've been dating her son for about five years now, and we're pretty close, if you can say the least. So, we decided to make this podcast for a little fun. We're going to be talking about everything from, like, our best advice to Q&As to juicy topics, conspiracy, just about anything you can possibly think of. And we are very welcome to any emails and questions. We do have an email already. It is raw and unfiltered, the number two, at gmail.com. So feel free to send anything you possibly want from us. We're not afraid to go deep. That's definitely true. (laughs) All right, so our first episode i think we should do a little bit about first topics anything to add up there (laughs) i think she's talking to me what is there anything to add there um anything you want to say to them nope i'm ready okay throw your questions at me you never know what you're gonna get over that's definitely true Oh, and to disclaimer, um, you might not ever hear my actual name being said, because we like to use nicknames over here, so I can be called Petunia, or even Mary Lou. It just kind of happened before you ask. Don't ever expect to hear Mary. I'm just saying. Yeah. I also have a YouTube channel that I'm trying to start, which is my actual name. Here's a good one. What do you call me? You don't call me anything. I don't call you anything. Hey, you. <laughs> What's your name for me? Do you call me mom? Do you call me Sherry? Hey, uh, you. That's kind of difficult because usually I just say your mom or like Zach's mom. I don't know what to call you. In my phone, you're Miss B. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> really? I didn't. I didn't know if we were close enough to call you mom yet. <laughs> well, you can call me whatever you want, but I think Miss B is really cute. So we'll start with that. All right. Okay. What she called me. Alright, that sounds good. <laughs> Alright, and for another disclaimer, we will eventually be talking about topics, about basically everything as I said. But we want to preface a little bit that neither of us have anything against LGBTQ plus communities or any of the such matters. So, if we happen to say a little bit of, like, a joke, it's very much a joke. We don't actually have anything against them. Alright. And we're continuing. Okay. You so ready? Are we ready for the next, the first topic or I think question? so. Yeah. What's it gonna be, Marianne? Whoa! <laughs> That's the first time he's like, first time I ever questioned me. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, let's do it. <laughs> Alright, it's going to be for Oh, the pitter-patter is a puppy. Don't ignore him. Chasing the kitty. Yeah. Um, it's my chaotic world, but you'll be <laughs> used to it. Part of my family. <laughs> there you go. Alright, our first is what is the first app you open in the morning? I think mine's Snapchat, and then I go to YouTube, and then I go to Twitter. Wow, look at you having quite an answer to that. Um... I think that, let's see, I opened it up, and, well, I don't necessarily have an exact order, but there's a few things I do check every day. I always check the weather, because I'm old, (laughs) and I go to Facebook daily. I like to look at the pages that I follow, which is mainly groups about doggies, 
white German shepherds and Westies to be exact. Um, but I love all puppies. <laughs> and other than that, I will check Instagram. Same kind of thing. That's pretty much what I follow with the exception of some like rock and roll stars and things of that nature. And I also routinely have to go to an app that's called um, Jackpot Party, which is basically slot machines. And yeah, I'm addicted to it. Um, and every day I have to go in and, and try and complete my honey-do list, in case you're not familiar with this app. And so that I get my key to Cleo's treasure. <laughs> yeah, that sounds a little silly, but I'm obsessed. We're living the dream. Yeah, it's me. And I, I think that's about all I check daily. Besides my email. I don't know if that counts. All right, those are our apps. So the next question is, first plane ride. Well, I've only been on one plane to one place basically in my entire life. And I was four years old, I think, going with my parents and my grandparents to Disney World. Is that the one in Florida? I think. Okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> the one in Florida. It's the Disney one. I went there. I very vaguely remember it, but I am absolutely obsessed with planes. That's a fun fact about me. All right. You're obsessed with planes? Yep. I never knew this. Yeah, I know. I don't share it very often. (laughs) But um, my first plane ride, I think I was about 16, and I went to Florida with my mother and stepfather to visit my grandmother and step-grandfather, and... um, this is kind of really weird, but my aunt, who was only a few years, two years to be exact, older than I was, and, um, well, let's just say she probably wasn't the best influence in the world, and so it was, like, we had a great time, we went to the beach, you know, in Florida, and we were drinking and doing all kinds of stuff we shouldn't have been doing, and, but the downside to it is, when, by the time we got home, I think I had a little bit of too much partying and sun poisoning and i spent the remainder of that evening vomiting and that's lovely sleeping on and off i was like a good dog but it was a memorable experience well, that's true don't get drunk kids yeah, yeah right. <laughs> not a good thing to do 16 no yeah don't do that you will find that she's the better influence in the group <laughs> just saying we balance each other out pretty well though all right next question First piercing and tattoo. I got my ears pierced. The, uh, what the fuck is that called? The flubbery part. Where it's the first normal part. I don't know what that part of the ear is called. But anyway, the normal first ear piercing. (laughs) You got low. (laughs) Um, I got my low pierced when I was probably about 11. Against my will, but it's there now. Um, yeah, my, my father's at the time wife was not the greatest. So right now we'll leave it at that. Um, I have those and then I got my nose pierced, which fell out in my sleep and I was very mad about it, but that's a thing. I don't have any tattoos yet. I'm a little too indecisive about that, but all right. What about you? And of course it's my turn, which is once again, Susie's the better influence in this group is, um, Let's see, I got, I think I had my ears pierced around 10 or 11, which was because I wanted it very much. And I, you know, being the baby in the family, I was able to, my dad was a, not really strict Italian, but he was very Italian. And he 
didn't like the idea that he piercings at all, that's a gypsy thing called my nerves. And his rule was that we, there was only two, two girls in the family, and we had only, we were 12. But being the baby, I got away with it a little younger, which, again, I, maybe 11 or 10, I, I don't really remember exactly. Um, and then at some point, as an adult, I don't remember my age, definitely later than 35, I got stuck in holes, put in my ears. And then I really went into that, you know, midlife crisis thing, and my daughter convinced me, well, we had been talking about it for years, like, oh, I should get a tattoo, I should get a tattoo. Which, again, you know, coming from that Catholic, you know, Italian family was taboo. But, you know, I was going through that midlife crisis thing, and she finally said one Saturday, come on, we're going, we're going to get you a tattoo. What? Ah! So we went, and I, I did get my first tattoo. Now, let me tell you something about the tattoo, okay? I am a person who has a very high, high tolerance of pain. And... It really hurt. When that, when that guy put that needle into my... Yeah, I got it on my back, my, my back shoulder. And when he, that that needle went down, I got a cross. And when that needle went straight down my back, it was like a cat sticking its claws straight into your skin and just going straight down your back. And this is part of the reason why I haven't gotten one yet, I think. It does hurt. And, and like I said, I have a very high tolerance for pain, but that hurt like a bitch. And... But you know what? A couple years later, kid did it again. Hey, let's go get a tattoo. All right. So I went and I got one on my ankle, which hurt hurt a lot. Um, not quite as much as that one on my back, though, but it didn't have as many straight lines on it. Um, but that's it. I have two. All right. So our next question is first book. I'm not a very big reader by any of the sorts. Like you won't find me on the couch reading anything. I like to do other things with my time, but, um, even, like, in high school or, like, school in general, I never really read the summer books. Not a great influence, but yeah. I read, like, snippets here and there, but the only book that I remember actually reading is, like, the Junie B. Jones series. Don't ask me which books, I'm not sure to be exact, but I was probably, like, 12 or 13 when I actually read those books, so I think that's about the only books that I've ever actually read. It's just not my thing to do. What about you over there? Okay, well, for me, um, when I was assigned a book in school, I read the book. <laughs> um, you know, I actually read the book. Yeah, unlike, like me. You know, this one and my son. But um, as far as reading for my own entertainment, the, the most, the most, the, the books that stand out the most in my mind, and I probably read them at, probably as a teenager, was the V.C. Andrews series that began with Flowers in the Attic. Um, I think I read the first three, which was Flowers in the Attic, Petals on the Wind, and If There Be Thorns. If you ever get a chance, I know they're old, but they're classics, you'll love them. They're great stories. Um, now, like I, like I said, I'm really not a reader. I wish I were. But what I read more today, if I read it all, would be more like self-help kind of books. Um, the Secret is a really cool book to read. There's also a video out there for those of you who are used to read a book. Um, that's more about, you know, self-awareness and, um, getting the things you want out of life. Well, that's good. Which we'll be talking about those things, too. We're going to have a lot of mixture on this channel. Oh, we're going to have it all. All right. Is that it for that, for your answer for that? I'm good. <laughs> all right. Next question is first concert. Now, for me, it's a little bit more 
complicated, I per se, just because my first concert, I was quite young, so I don't know if I count it actually as my first concert, because my first official concert was just a couple years ago, to be honest. But when I was uh, probably about seven or so, my mom took me to go see the Cheetah Girls because I was <laughs> I was obsessed. The chick that's on the Mass Singer, or am, am I? I don't I don't know. Oh, you have no idea. It's Raven Simone. Oh, I don't, Raven Simone. I, yeah, I don't remember the other ones' names. Oh, it was it was a- Adrian. Uh, uh, her name is no, Adrian. okay. I can't think. Oh, I think I'm thinking of the Pussycat Dolls. Yeah, probably. Sorry, guys. No, nope, Cheetah Girls. I was obsessed with Cheetah I Girls. So, <laughs> it's a Disney thing. You probably won't know them. Oh, okay. Um, but my mom took me and at the time my two best friends who were twin sisters, and we all camped out in the back of this really old van that had like a giant bed at the back. It was awesome. But we went to, I think it was Trenton for this concert, and I remember with my birthday, I was turning eight, and I made a poster that says, hey, Cheetah Girls, I'm eight today, and I was I was a couple rows back from the stage, it was my birthday present for eight, and I, I was held, holding the sign up with my friends, and I forget the one's name, um, but she went over and she's like singing, and she was just like, hey, happy birthday! Oh, my God, that's so cute! <laughs> yeah. I never heard anything like that happened. That's so cute. So that's technically my first I one. Love that. But if you don't really count that you know that one to be young, <laughs> then I count this other one too, which I guess is technically my second. I'm not sure how you count it, but I think it was like three years ago maybe. I surprised my boyfriend with his favorite band at the, well yeah favorite band of all time Slipknot. I did. Um, I got him tickets, and we were, like, the fourth row back, and it was fucking awesome. And who was it? What? I don't think he said I said Slipknot. Oh, I, I missed that. <laughs> she went from the, what, Pussycat Dolls and the Cheetah Cat Kids <laughs> to Slipknot. Right? I love it. It's cute. Yeah, well. But, yeah. That's... My boy's a good boy. He is a good boy. <laughs> I'm tell your mother. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, those were mine. It, both of them were very delightful, I may add. What about you? And for me, well, again, you know, times were different. At 12 years old, and a lot of you might be sitting back saying, Day two, one. So for me, um, at times were different, you know, um, at the age of 12, I went with my best friend at the time. Her name was Bonnie. You will mention last names, I suppose. And her dad drove us to Philadelphia to JFK Stadium, which no longer stands. Um, but what in case you know you're too young to know, JFK Stadium used to be where I believe the Eagles played. So it's a really huge stadium that was in Philadelphia. And back then they had it was very common for large concerts to have general admission seating, which meant it didn't matter where you were gonna sit in the place. The whole thing was first come, first serve. Needless to say, if you were going there and it was a big show, it was gonna be like just total chaos to get in in the door to see whoever you're going to see well her dad and my dad knew i didn't nobody there was nobody you know you know telling stories making up lies here we all told the truth where we were going her dad drove us to philadelphia dropped us off at jfk stadium at the age of 12 at for a general admission concert to see the rolling stone you can tell times have changed a lot 
What? You can tell times have changed a uh, lot. Just a little bit. Like, I, it, yeah, <laughs> I would have done that with my kids. I don't think so. Yeah, well, I mean, come on. Right? So, can I, am I, can I tell the story of, like, what Donna and I experienced? Yeah. All right. Um, actually, it was it was the Rolling Stones and and the uh, opening act was Foreigner. I don't if you, I don't know if kids or any today know who that is, but anybody older will know who they were. They were pretty big back in the day, and but it was before Foreigner was known. Not that that's relevant, but anyway, like I said, it was a general admission concert, and so we're lined up, you know, all around this huge stadium. These two little things, and y- you need to know, I'm about four foot. 10, 11 at the time, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little person. And Donna was maybe five foot, maybe five one. I don't know. And so, you know, what you do is you wait and you wait and you wait for those gates to open. And this, this stadium is huge. And they open two gates, one at each end of the stadium, and it's a free-for-all. So as soon as these gates open up, people just start pushing forward. And when I tell you, I was not even on my own feet. I was just being pushed forward. And my friend, Donna, had my ticket. So we lost each other going in. And I'm like thinking, oh, freak, you know, because she's got my ticket. And, and and I'm like, oh, my God. And so as I get to the gate, which had like those little turnstile thingies, you know, I see her just past it. And she must have been telling the guy, you know, I got my friend's ticket kind of thing. So, I, you know, he let me in whatever. So we go, you know, we're like running, you know, yeah, we got to get up front, you know, we got to see Mick Jagger, yahoo. <laughs> and so we got it as close as we could to the stage. It was already, you know, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm not real good with math, but maybe a few yards back, I don't know. And so we were really close, like we had really, a really great view of the stage. And w- when that show started, I mean, for Farner, it was okay, people were pretty chill because that's the opening act, that kind of thing. When the Rolling Stones came out, it was kind of like getting in the gate again. Just this mad push forward. I was completely off my feet through the whole show. I had these guys, like, were kind of, like, helping me, like, stand up so I could, you know, not die and fall (laughs) down. And it was a great show. We loved it. And that was it. But I certainly would not let my kids do that. How about you? No, I wouldn't. I probably... No, not at all. Yeah. Well, a few years after that, if I may, The Who, another big band of my time, we old, we old people, had a general admission concert. Don't ask me where, because I don't remember where it happened at. But... Too much. But several people, um, the same scenario, you know, those gates opened up and, you know, ah, The Who. And what happened was uh, there were several people who actually got trampled to death and they stopped general admission seating after that. So if you kids today don't understand why they don't have general admission seating, first come, first serve, oh, that blows, now you know why. I almost died a couple times. You did? No, you did, it sounds like. I did, yeah. yeah, I was was a lot braver and, and lived a lot more in my youth than I do today, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. <laughs> next 70s question. Kid, what are you going to do? Yeah. 70s, 80s. I grew up. You can't do that now. All right. Next question is first person you text when something good happens. I am more than likely my boyfriend, Zach. And then probably probably my mom after that, actually, because me and my mom are really close. What about you? Is that it? 
Um, we actually discussed this one earlier, and, and this is a tough one for me because I think it really depends on what the good news is that happened. Um, it's usually typically either my daughter or my son. Yeah. Neither one of them is a favorite <laughs> in my book, even though, like, you know, everybody likes to think they're number one. Um, you know, who knows? Occasionally it could be Petunia or maybe. You know, a friend, it depends on what the news is, I think, and who's, like, directly involved in what that news is about at the time. Yeah. We were having a, a little discussion earlier because she texts me more than she texts her son slash my boyfriend, Zach. It's just how it is. Like, they get along fine, but that's just how it goes. And so, since she got a new job or whatever, and she's, we're all pretty sure that she told her kids first, which is fine, but I'm pretty sure she waited until I got here to see her. She doesn't know what that <laughs> I don't believe that's true. It's funny because most of the time she texts me before anybody else, I feel like. A lot of the time I do text her definitely before my son. But that's because my son doesn't always answer his uh, He's really bad at texting. Like he should. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Because that's you too. Um. You should be more bitter than I. He, I'm mom. No, he answers me pretty well. well I mean, he's cat. usually pretty good, but sometimes it's kind of that. You know, yeah. That, but that, again, you know, not that I'm defending him because he's my boy and I'm an Italian mother, but <laughs> um, it's a dude thing. You girls know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? I'm, I'm sure we They're all. They're not do. real good at responding. Yeah. Via text. Yeah. Okay. You all guys right. know. There's no age differential there. Oh, probably not. No. All right. This one is probably going to be more towards you. Um. <laughs> First time you've gotten drunk. I don't really drink. Because <laughs> I don't drink. Wow. I, I have like wow. I have like a sip or like a shot every once in a while, but I don't like I've never really gotten even tipsy that much she before. Like I really don't drink. It's just like a preference. Um although the one last this last Christmas it's almost March if nobody knows right now, but last Christmas I had Bailey's with my hot chocolate before breakfast, Ooh, and I got a little tipsy off that. You really did? I did. Uh, that's like, the, awesome. like, and by little tipsy, I mean, like, the slightest, uh, ooh, what's that feeling? So, like, that's, like, the most I've ever had. And it tasted good. It was. Down. It was really good. It was really good. Yeah. You? What, what was the question? <laughs> the first time I got drunk? <laughs> yeah. Well, I gotta tell you, kids, I, I don't know. I, I don't remember the very first time I She got doesn't drunk. have a problem, I swear. No, I'm not drunk at all. I hardly ever drink, yes, but too. Yeah, it's true. But um at, as a young as a young person I drank a lot. Not I you know, like I was a party girl. Um, but I don't remember the first time. I can tell you probably the 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 as far as being young, one of the one of the first times I got drunk, I can I do remember that story. Um, I do remember that story. And that would be, um, to the best of my recollection, I believe it was a seventh grade music. A seventh grade Don't dance. listen to her, kids. Yeah, don't listen to me, kids. I'm not a good influence. But again, the times were different. Remember the Stone story. Um, but it was a seventh grade dance. And prior to this dance, I had, my dad always had, my dad wasn't a, my, I didn't, my dad was not a big drinker at all, but 
the kind of job he had every Christmas, he would get bottles of you know different kinds of liquor, you know, because that's what people did back then anyway. They gave you know liquor for Christmas gifts. So we always had this cabinet in our house that was just stocked with you know you name it, we had it. So I figured, ah, what the hell? He because he's not gonna notice a bottle of whiskey missing from the cabinet. So I took this this bottle of whiskey and uh, my girlfriend. I knew my this friend of mine was going to be spending the night for the first time ever at my house and we went to the dance and um after the dance we came home and we started you know slowly because it was whiskey it was nasty right little sips little, you know the next thing i know my everybody's there i'm like spilling my guts to my dad his girlfriend my sister my dad's taking my girlfriend home yeah, we were schnockered off our kazoonies. And um, <laughs> that's the, you know, as far as being a young person and drinking, that's the one that sticks out the most for me. That's... Yeah, I know. It's a terrible story. <laughs> don't, don't, don't listen to me, children. Yeah, really. This is all about adults. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't say that this next one is a brighter topic, but it's supposed to be. Uh, first wedding. Inattentive to. Um... My first wedding wasn't a very nice one. My dad got remarried to my now ex, because they divorced, stepmom. Um, it's a very long story about that whole thing, but needless to say, she was not a very nice person and still isn't, so I hated that was my first wedding, but besides that, I've never been to one. What about you? Okay, so for me... um. You know, it, it, I kind of, it just kind of hit me. Um, this is about first, right? So my first wedding was actually my mother's wedding to my stepfather. Oh. Um, I was only eight years old, and I don't really remember that much about the wedding itself. I was probably about yeah. seven. I remember my dress. It was yellow, and it was pretty. And, but I don't remember much about it. Was it? Yeah, that's the first wedding I ever attended. Mm. Yours was, what, yours was six, you said? You were six? Age-wise? Yeah. I, I think, no, I was eight. Oh. I was like eight years old. I was probably about eight, too. Alright, so the first questions are kind of boring. So we're going to go into a little bit deeper stuff. Let's go to the do you believe in section. Uh-oh. <laughs> first one. Sometimes I get too deep. Yeah. Right. She gets very philosophical, but just skip ahead if you don't like that shit sometimes. <laughs> um, but like I said, you're gonna get everything here. So, are you love me or you hate me? <laughs> That's true. <gasps> Which is it, Petunia? Which is it? Do you love I'm me doing or a do you podcast with you. You she was. <laughs> All right. Dreams are deeper than just dreams. I think so. And, I mean, not all dreams, I feel like, have to be. Because sometimes you have a freak dream and you're like, what the hell was that about type of shit. But I definitely do think that they correspond with your inner thoughts and all that type of stuff. Because there have been plenty of nightmares and just reoccurring dreams that I even have. I know exactly what they're about. Sometimes I don't, but I figure it out type of thing. But... Most of the time, I feel like my dreams are about how I'm feeling and just don't want to either accept it or talk about it yet. So, I think they are deeper than just dreams, most of the time, at least. Alright. I agree with Petunia. I think, I think usually, anyway, I think dreams do have maybe a deeper meaning than what we're even, like, 
of a tree head because let's face it these trees are a little quirky and don't make any sense you know from what we can chew on um but um there there's definitely like i think meaning to most of our dreams and I, like i have one like i'll try to make it quick um as a child i i would have a recurring dream not every night of my life but often enough um where i was approximately two to three years old i was outside at my aunt tilly's house and this big black snake was curling around me and i would wake up you know petrified needless to say and i had this dream on and off till i was a teenager until i can say it stopped and it wasn't until I was probably in my 40s and um, my dad was here visiting with us and he starts telling this story about, hey, 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 you know, we were at, you know, my uncle, my, my uncle George who owned a horse farm and, you know, so obviously he had a lot of land and he would take us kids to pick hickory nuts out in the fields and we were walking and I was, I think, three, two or three at the time. And my brother, who's four years older than me, just in the nick of time, took me and pulled me by the arm and, like, threw me back because I was, like, inches away from stepping on a big black snake. And she hates snakes. So, I mean, needless to say that the dreams I had all those years were from an actual experience. Right. But one I didn't consciously remember the experience from. And, of course, I just looked at my dad and said, Hello, where have you been all my life? I've been talking about this dream I've been having. <laughs> in like in two seconds, it made sense to me yeah. where, where it came from. The only but. dreams that I can... I have one particular dream that... Well, two, actually, but they're kind of weird. That I can remember always having if I'm getting really stressed out or something. Is one particular one where I'm actually in an airplane because I want to go fly so bad, but, you know, can't right now. And I can't afford it. So, I had this one dream where I'm, like, in an airplane, but it's not actually an airplane, because I know what one looks like, but I'm, like, flying up a hill or, like, a mountain or something, and then there's, like, the ocean, because I'm terrified of just how big the ocean is and being out in the middle of nowhere and drowning and all that fun shit. So, and then all of a sudden it, like, crashes into the ocean, and I get that, like, feeling of the falling and then i'm like oh my god and then i wake myself up really yeah and like flying too like i'll have many dreams of me like like people can be like reaching their hands up for stuff and i'll just be like hovering over top of their hands like flying outside and i've seen on google at least don't quote me on that but like that the whole flying aspect of dreams is wanting freedom oh that's interesting yeah I, I, to me, like if I was gonna, you know, do all philosophical stuff that you do. What? Be all philosophical, like yeah. You do. Like what I heard from this, because I never knew about this about Petunia before. I think that dream sounds more like, uh, almost like a reincarnation thing. Like maybe in a past life you died. That could be going down, maybe in an airplane or. Since you weren't even sure it was an airplane, maybe it was maybe you were falling off a cliff or something. Yeah. Who knows? But something yeah. in like that. Yeah, it could be. That's really interesting. Yeah, this kind of thing. This is what I mean about everything on here. But it could have something to do with freedom. Maybe you feel trapped in some way or something. 
Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Not to say I'm like this huge believer in reincarnation, but I think that there's a possibility behind that. Yeah, the we're that we're not like mind. sure over here. It's very like a talkative topic. Yeah. All right. All right. Our next topic is: Do you believe in love at first sight? Um, I don't know if I know this. Um, I, I, I feel that the whole, like, maybe not looking at him or her or the person, like, for the first time, like, one time and just, like, looking up and seeing a stranger and being like, oh my god, I'm gonna marry this person. I don't know if I believe in that. Just hasn't happened to me. But the one thing I can say is when I met my current boyfriend, I wasn't looking whatsoever for a relationship, like, in the slightest bit, and we just kind of started being friends, and something just told me that's going to be a long time. So, I don't know how to answer that question. Like, maybe not, but, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so again, we're, we're talking from two different perspectives. She's 22 and I'm 56. Um, if you would have asked me the same question at 22, I would have said, oh yeah, I believe in love at first sight. Sure. At 56, no friggin' way. Okay. (laughs) There's lust at first sight. Lust at first sight. It's, it's not love. You you don't love anyone. Um, you, you have to really know somebody to truly love them. Yeah. And, um. I think you have to get to know them in order to actually feel that. Like me, might maybe like yes. you're attracted, or, you like attracted yeah, lust like lust, yeah, something yeah. like that, and like want to get to know them maybe. But I don't know if you're capable of just like, oh my god, I would die for you type of shit. Exactly, I absolutely agree. But at 22, hey, good for you because you're 22 and you, you kind of think the way I do as an old person. Yeah. Um, because yeah, 22, I would have been like, I absolutely believe in love at first sight, and <laughs> it's it's lust at first sight, which is no more than a strong physical attraction for somebody yeah all right next one is why do you actually do good deeds for others like actually are you just doing them to be a nice person or like are you doing them to get something out of life most of the time i'm doing it just because i'm a kind person i like to think like i'll do things basically every day for somebody just because i feel like it's the right thing to do and I, I strongly agree with the whole thing about treat others the way that you want to be treated. So if I would want help or anything of the sort, like I should do that for somebody else too, and then I'll get it back in return somehow. So I do it for actual good reasons. I agree with Petunia 100%. Um, I should probably do more good things for people. Um, but I do try and treat others the way I would want to be treated. And if I do something that might be a little above and beyond just that I'm being a nice person. I, I actually hate recognition for anything that I do. I don't like attention. She doesn't. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Alright. Um, next one is do you love or do you hate better? Mm. Which is a solid ass question because it's very complicated to think about that. Um, do you know your answer? Yeah, I do. You do? You want to take this one first? Yeah. Right. Um, Damn it, you know, 20, 30 years ago, I don't know what my answer would have been. Um, at this age, 
I can honestly say I don't hate anybody. I I I don't hate people. I I, I dislike people in general. I won't worry about that. Um, but hate is a very strong word, and I don't hate anyone. Um, I don't love a whole lot of people these days either because I've been wrong a lot in my life. But I would have to say I love better because those who are close to me, I try to love as best I can. Hmm. I guess I'll, I think I'm going to, like, kind of agree on that, but in a different way, I think. I do actually hate somebody. Um, I'm not going to go. I'm kidding. Years of that. I do actually hate somebody with, like, an actual burning passion, but I'm not going to touch on that subject anytime soon, probably. But there is that person who has done lots of wrong to me, and I just can't simply forgive them but whatsoever. But you can't keep hating. You yeah. have to get beyond that. Well, I am for the most... It doesn't mean you gotta be best friends. Yeah. But <laughs> I definitely... Like, I don't say I wish harm on them, but I definitely don't agree with anything that they do in life. Well, that's okay. Yeah. I don't think that's true with me. Hating? You don't? No. Alright, well, there's that. I think I feel that with people. But what I will say is about the whole loving thing is when I love somebody, I love them hard. I will... And I don't know what my love language is either because I don't know all of them, like, by my head. I'm not really into that shit, but I do get people gifts if I see something that they're going to like to show that I'm thinking about them. I'll text them, like, and I'll say things in general or, like, I'll hug them. Like, all that kind of stuff is what I do. Like, when I care about you, I care about you. And I'll defend you and all the things that you're supposed to do, technically. So, I think love is better. Because I try very hard not to, like, actually hate people and just get over shit. People suck. And everybody agrees on that, I think, for the most part. People, unfortunately, do suck. Yeah. But I do, when, I, when I'm when i attached, I'm attached, and I will do everything in my power to keep things good. Yeah. She's a very good little pussy. I try very hard. <laughs> she, she's, she's, she's really a sweetheart. <laughs> All right. Um, would you rather lose all memories or never make new ones? Um. Out of my first whim, I feel like I want to lose all my memories because I have kind of awful ones. I have good ones too, don't get me wrong, like great ones. But if I were to remember everything extremely bad in my childhood... Like, all the things that I just don't want to be remembering versus not making the better ones, like my wedding day or a baby being born possibly type of shit, I think I'd rather lose them all and then just make new ones that I don't, you know, whether they're good or bad, but. Um, for me, I, you know, I hate to be an I agree completely, but I kind of do agree with her 100%. Um, I thought long and hard about this one, actually, because... I, I, I would definitely want to lose the memories that I, you know, my memories and be able to create new ones. Um, not to say that everything has been miserable. That's not true. But there's a, there's a lot of things I wish that I could completely wipe from my mind. And, um, again, not everything going forward is going to be happy memories or anything in the future, but, you know, yeah. Given the choice, that would be mine. Alright. If you restarted your life, would you end up in the same spot you are today? And 
I think so, cause out of all the shit that's happened that I don't didn't like wouldn't want to happen again per se, I'm pretty content with how things are right now. Like I don't think, like I said with Zach, my my boyfriend, his, her son. <laughs> I gotta make sure they remember who he is. Um, like with him, I said I wasn't anywhere near anything like that. But it happened, and I, I feel like if it happened for a reason, it's for a reason, because I literally wasn't looking at all, and it, he just kind of came. So I'm perfectly content with where things are right now. So I think I would keep it the way it goes. Okay, what was the question? <laughs> like, read the question one more time. If you restarted your life, would you end up in the same place? Okay. Um, the simple answer is yes. I, I would wind up in the same place. But the only reason why I would choose that is because I had two kids. And I know that if I were to change anything, those two kids wouldn't be a part of my life. Um, if you took the kids out of the equation, I would say yes. Um, first and foremost, I wouldn't have been partying as so much at Wilmington and Concord because I had gotten an education. And uh, I don't really know what I would have pursued. I would have followed a better career path and from a financial perspective would be in a better place at this age. But the short answer is no because I wouldn't be able to take care of my kids. And without my kids, they couldn't be part of my present at this point. I think they appreciate that. I hope so. <laughs> Alright. Our next one is what is... Oh, this is going to be a funny one. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> what is something you do that no one else does, and why? <laughs> so, I have... I'm not sure about me offhand, but I do have one thing that comes to mind about my... <laughs> she's taking a shot. <laughs> about my lovely, uh... So, uh you can't take one, mine. One day mother-in-law. You can't take what, do you what mean? I do and turn it into you. I'm not turning into me. I'm just saying what you do. That no, I don't know anybody else that does that. But that's going to be my thing. Oh, that's going to be you know, go that's, that's going to be your thing. The, 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 um, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, okay. I, you're well, the one saying that I'm the one who... It, wasn't yeah. the question what you do? I know, but so I didn't... So what do you do, Mary I didn't Lou, know if you had something else. else I didn't know if you had something else. This girl was trying to take my <laughs> thing and turn it into her thing. Um, I don't, I don't know what the hell I do that nobody else does. Any ideas for me? Uh, what does Mary Lou do that nobody else does? I don't know. Eh, weird silent moment. Um, yeah. If there's if there's silence, we're thinking. Sorry, guys. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. You, well, I don't know that there isn't anybody else that that has the ability. She does have the ability to, uh, you know, like let crap roll off her shoulders, if you will. Oh. But I mean, I know there's other people who can do that too. But sometimes I, because I'm not as easily to do that as she is I sometimes wonder how the hell does she do that um it takes a lot to bother me huh it takes a lot to bother me it does but that's probably a really good way to be like I can get annoyed don't get me wrong I'll get annoyed oh, easily you do. I've annoyed her <laughs> I've annoyed her but to oh like... my god you don't want to annoy this girl <laughs> I'm but just saying to like you don't but to like 
worry about this. It takes a lot for me to actually be like nervous, anxious, mad, something bother me. It's really got to be either important or bothering or like you know a big yeah, thing. Yeah, pretty much. She pretty much has a I don't give a fuck attitude. Basically, in my life, I know. really do. You, you learn to after. I'm allowed to say that. Yeah. Okay. You learn to do that after everything happens in life. You know, I, I wish I had more of that. I mean, I'm 56 and a lot of shits happen, but I still don't have. I'm better at it than I was <laughs> in my youth, but I don't think I'm quite like you are. No. Um, but that's a good thing. Yeah. Good for you. Well, thank you. I guess that's it. I can't think of anything. I know. Yeah, all right. So it's my turn. I don't think I'm that weird. I mean, there's probably that's something. Not that's not weird. Yeah, but it's like one thing that you do. I think it's supposed to be a weird thing. Uh, but like, I'm not. I don't know of anything that you do that that's weird. That is like that weird. Even we'll yeah, I'm probably weird. there's sure it's just probably something, but I can't think of anything like that I just do. But really, yeah. Well, of course, the only thing on my mind is what we already discussed and what she was going to try and, like, deflect, if you will, because it was supposed to be about you, and you yeah. were going to take my weirdness and, and use it for yours, <laughs> and that's not fair. And there's probably something, but I don't know right now. What about your lovely story? I don't know why the girl finds it so weird. We we did I we did discuss this one earlier. Um, I don't know anybody else that does this. my weirdness. I, I have pets. I've always had pets. Currently, I have two cats. I, I, I sort of have two dogs. It's a great long story, but we'll say I have two dogs. One's a white German Shepherd and one's a little Westie. And all four of my animals have voices. Which Who doesn't create a voice to the personality and, no, of their but, pet? Yeah, we're not talking like... We, they all have conversations together and I do with them. We're like, not talking about like... Animal voices, like everybody has like a, like a baby voice. Everybody has like a voice how they talk to their pets. Like we're talking like they have a voice with their personality. I she is kind of crazy, but it's funny. What do the voices not fit the? Animal? They do. They do one hundred percent. Like we all can do the voice too. It's really weird over here, but <laughs> they, the voice the per, the voice will fit the personality. Like it's just how i don't know how to explain this it's just how it is it's not it's literally like their voice and they'll be saying like if they look at you and you like you just know what your dog's thinking sometimes like they'll you can so and of course you speak for the people yeah because i think i'm a swiss stop i'm loving this all right, next oh, one. Wait, wait, wait. What? I almost lost my mic, though. Uh-oh. Right. Oh, next. Okay. <laughs> what is one part of your routine that you would be better off without? Um. Oh, do we really want to talk about this? We don't have to. All right, go ahead. I'll be, this is, to, all right, go ahead. Um, well. Are we I, live? Yeah. <laughs> yes, we're live. She's, First one, give us a She's second. taking a shot. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I take. No, I don't know if I would be better without this, though, because I feel like I'm better with it. And I think she's going to agree. <laughs> I don't particularly like doing it, but I feel the need to. <laughs> Her face is like, what? <laughs> After work. I take an hour nap. <laughs> I take an hour nap. 
Oh, she's a lazy, lazy lump of poo. I go to work from 5 to 1 every fucking day. I mean, 5 days a week, I mean. For right now, at least. Um, and I'm fucking tired, because I'm one of those people that really needs their beauty sleep. <laughs> so when I get home, I take an hour nap, and I feel a little bit better. I love the girl dearly, both believe me. She needs her beauty, not beauty sleep. Beauty sleep is her term. She needs her nappy. Otherwise, forget it. She is going to be a bitch. I'm just saying. Um, so I don't think I can live without that she one. That but but maybe, maybe I would uh, eat less shit. Like, you mean garbage food? Yeah, like junk food. Because like, I have a tendency, especially when I'm on my period, like, in in the morning before I have breakfast, I have like a cookie or something. Yeah, I'm. It's not the healthiest, but like I'm craving something, and I feel like I just should have it. So I feel like that's something that I should probably not do, but I do it sometimes. She's looking at me like, really? Sure. Yeah. Well, that whole cookie story makes me feel a little bit better about my story, because I've gotten into this habit. Okay. Since I've been, you know, alone, abandoned by my children, um, I have this, like, I have no life. You know, we're doing this COVID-19 thing. I've been working at home for a year. So it's just me and my animals, who I love dearly. But I have this, I have a hard time staying asleep at night. So I have this habit of taking my sleeping pills, not prescriptions, that over-the-counter crap. So I'll take my pills, I'll doze off. And then within, like, maybe 30 minutes after I fall asleep, I, I wake up. And when I wake up, nobody knows this. Oh, Quite God. often, I'll go to the kitchen and get a snack. It's, like, the most bizarre thing. I'll eat my Are snack. Are you hungry? Are you just bored? I think, I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> I don't think I'm really hungry. I, I'm being honest. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's, like, this weird thing. And I always tell myself, why the fuck do you do this? Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. And and I'll whatever I decide to snack on, I'll have my snack. I'll go to sleep. Not out until morning. It's it's like, like really embarrassing. Snack. It's bad for you. It's you know everything different does, but I'm bearing my soul. What's the name of our thing? Raw and unfiltered. Yeah. There you go. She's looking at me like I didn't know that about you. Oh my god, you're gross. But no. It's it's it. It's I mean, weird, I it happens every night, but it happens a lot. And every time I do it, after I have that snack, I'm like... Is that, I think I hear you doing that, though, sometimes. <laughs> like, I'll be going to bed what? and we're sleeping over here. And I hear you sometimes in the kitchen getting chips or something. I don't know it's if you're... Possible. I don't know if it's that exactly, but you're definitely in bed. It's possible. It's the weirdest freaking thing, and I don't know where it began, how it began, why it began. It certainly hasn't been my entire life, but, it, yeah, it's something that happens a lot. That's weird. I'll even go to bed sometimes and say, I'm not going to do that tonight if, <laughs> if I doze and wake up. And then you do it. And, and want to go in the kitchen and get something. But yeah, I'll do it. That's weird. Yeah, it is weird. All right. And we have, oh shit. Uh, our last question, unless we have other things to talk about. I think it's a good one because it's a banger. How do you know if your memories are true, and why does it matter either way? Oh. Um. It matters. We don't, I don't think we actually know if our memories are true, because who knows if we're remembering them right. But. It does matter. It's, yeah. 
This is a really tricky. How do you know if they're true? You don't. You don't. Be, I, I, well, I, go ahead. I don't want to. No, go ahead. Take all the okay. <laughs> go ahead. But I mean, I, I think a really good like um, reasoning behind that is, um, like in in the in the court of law, eyewitnesses are probably the worst witnesses you can have, even though you think it would be the best, because people don't always remember things the way they really went down. Mm -hmm. And so doesn't that make you question some of your own memory? Because if a person was right there when something happened, yeah. and they can totally distort it, like one person can say a guy was, you know, black with a green shirt, and the other guy can say he was white with, you know, a purple shirt. Right. Right? Doesn't that make you question your, some of your own memories that go yeah. as far back as, you know, yeah. time, whatever. And, right? Yeah. It's kind of weird to think about because even like sometimes something will happen or like, like, and for instance at work sometimes like one day or like example, I'll be coming back in and my boss will be like, oh, is like this car out there? And I and actually like just because I do look over to where people park in my specific job. I do the online for Giant. Um, but I'll like just be looking over there to see if anybody's there to pick up. And then I'll see a car, knowing, like, full attention, like, what car it is, but then if my boss asks me, like, oh, is so-and-so out there? I'm like, oh, I don't even remember what car I just looked at. I don't really? know. Yeah, it's weird. I don't, that's not so much, like, a mem. I don't know if that's a memory thing, but it's just, like, I wasn't paying attention, I guess, but I thought I was. It, that's yeah. kind of weird. That's, that, to me, that's really interesting, because my memory has always been, like, when it comes to work-related things, yeah. I have a memory that most people are like, oh my God, how do you remember that stuff? Like, how can you remember that? Yeah. You know, like I, when it comes to my job, I don't forget crap. But when it comes to every day or, you know, family or, you know, history within the family, I don't have the same kind of memory about them. That's weird. But I do think, I do, that's why I think it's important. It's, it's, it's not, it, I, I work related to how with it, whether you have a good memory or not. Yeah. That's really not important in the great scheme of things. Mm -hmm. But I think um, the importance comes in if you're not remembering things things correctly. Is you know, like what if you're remembering the way your parents treated you in a, in not the true light. Yeah. Maybe you're distorting it into it the more negative way than things really were. Yeah. That's that's where I think it could be it could be harmful. <laughs> Needless it could be absolutely harmful. It could be to your yeah. future, to your present, you know. To everything. Yeah. Your children. And then like what happens if you find out that you don't remember certain things correctly? Is that like does that mean like every memory is just not correct? Because then how do you feel like oh like nothing happened or this didn't actually exist but you don't actually remember what did exist so it just didn't happen or like you just like freak out because you can't remember anything i don't know it's weird i don't know but do you, do you i you're like a lot younger than i am but mm -hmm. like do you ever wonder if you're blocking out things that happened in your life oh i know i do like I feel like at I least do. I did. I, I like like, and then I'm a lot older than you, so yeah. I've had a lot more time to think about it and dwell about it and that kind of stuff. But I feel like I'm blocking out something major in my world, something major. Like, okay, 
like um there's a lot to do to get into i think at this point in time but I, 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 I absolutely believe that I'm, I'm blocking out something that impacted my life dramatically. Um, I don't want to get into at this point yeah, yeah. why I feel that way, mm-hmm. but I, I do. I definitely so, yeah, have. I think memories and yeah. the way you remember them is very important. I definitely have uh, blocked some stuff out too, just for the sake of my well-doing apparently. That's what my uh, therapist have told me. What um, did she say? I'm sorry. She said that I block stuff out for my own well-being. Really? Yeah. That's like too traumatic for me or whatever. A lot of people probably do yeah. that. Which maybe is what I did. Yeah. But maybe. as I get older, I believe more and more. I'm like, I am blocking yeah. something. Which what is one thing I that know. I never like knew was actually a thing though. Because like I was extremely depressed for a long time. Not doing that in this podcast episode. But I was. And... Like, it's weird because my mom or something would come up and I'd be like, oh, well, do you remember this happening or something like that? And sometimes I do, but sometimes I'm like, no, I don't remember literally any of that. Sometimes, like, when I first realized that, I was like, why don't I remember what I probably should remember? Because it seemed pretty, like, vague for me to remember it. So I was a little concerned. I was like... Yeah, but how old are you? Like, it happened. When it happened, yeah. Well... Probably like ten, maybe seven, around that age. Um, but I mean, like it didn't frighten me too much, but it was was kind of weird that I just like couldn't remember this shit because like you know sometimes you just don't remember things. But um, once I see I seen this tweet actually on Twitter. Yes, I do have a Twitter. Um, I'm not cool because I don't have a Twitter. (laughs) I don't have it, but I don't have a Twitter. I don't have an Instagram though yet. I don't really want to. But I have Instagram. I don't really want to. I need a Twitter. I don't really want to make an Instagram if I don't have to, but... Why? You got a problem with it? I did, yeah. It's the whole reason why I deleted it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Continue with your thought. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but I seen a tweet on Twitter the one day that said, Nobody ever told me that blocking shit out was part of depression. And I was, like, looking at the comments, like, you know, other people tweeting, and I was, everybody was, like, agreeing that, yeah, no, nobody ever said this was part of this shit. And I was sitting there, like, oh, it's not just me, it's, like, an actual thing, because I was so depressed. My brain was just, like, I guess, protecting me in a way. Absolutely. So, like, it was, it's fucking weird that that's a thing. That's what I feel like, that's how I feel about, not to just yeah, that's just yeah. black from what you're talking about. That's how I feel about me at 56 years old. Yeah. And I've thought this for a very long time. There's something that is protecting me from knowing something. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. it's kind of weird, though, because the thing, there's one specific event. The mind is powerful. Yeah, there's one specific event in my childhood that took place that I very much wish I would have blocked out. But for whatever reason, I guess I just couldn't. So, like, other things that I don't know what the people are talking about, which didn't seem that bad, most of them, though. Like... I can't remember, and it's kind of weird, because I, no one ever, like, I've seen therapists, nobody ever told me, like, oh, like, this is why you're doing this, per se. Like, they said, like, oh, you probably don't remember, because it's too much for you. But nobody ever explained, because of all my fucking problems, that, like, it's also a thing that depression does do. So, it just, it uh, was- We could be here all night if you want to go into my opinion on therapists and, and that whole- Thing. Well, that's just another. Because ep- I will give it. Well, another episode. <laughs> oh really? You know what? You want? It might it? help you a little bit. 
No, continue with your thought process first. <laughs> can, no, continue with what you're trying to say. Well, I was just I was just gonna finish it by saying that like it's just weird that like that's a thing. I feel like nobody knows that that's actually happening for a reason. It was weird. We just walk shit out. We do. Yeah. People do. I, I don't think I don't. I'm certainly not a psychologist or anything. Okay, so, like, what I was saying is that, um, I, I think the human mind, it, it, it's kind of like, it, it protects us from ourselves sometimes. If, if something has been so traumatic, um, I guess traumatic is the best word, um, for us to remember that the mind prevents us literally from remembering it, because it's that bad for us. But, um you know back to you know my little comment about therapy and that kind of thing i'm totally it's not that i'm against it i'm not i think that mental health is extremely important and there there are um professionals out there who can be very beneficial to people who, who need help um but i think that the majority of people that, pe that people see average people um just really aren't trained well enough or educated well enough always to deal with problems. Um, my personal experience, the only time I ever saw a therapist was when I was going through a, um, a pretty traumatic experience. It was like, by the way, um, you know, out of the blue, I found out my husband was cheating. He was going to leave me. I was pregnant long story short that's a you know i had a whole story what that's a whole story <laughs> it is a whole story i'm trying to <laughs> yeah, make it real quick that's fine. You know, um, so people can maybe just kind of like how would you feel if that was you kind of thing mm -hmm. so it's the first time and only time i've ever gone to therapy and um after i think it was my second visit to the woman I was talking to her, and I, and I forget what the hell was going down, but the guy took me through on a roller coaster ride. It was, it was hell. And as I'm telling her about it, you know that feeling? We've all had it when you're maybe sitting in the middle of a class that's extremely boring to you, and you're falling asleep with your eyes open. We've all been there, right? Probably. I looked at the lady, and I realized this lady's asleep with her eyes open. She's not even listening to me. She's not hearing me. Oh, good. Yeah. Um. That so. Needless to say, I never went back, and and I needed help. I could have used some help. I never went back to her, and and my point being is, I think like your average psychologist, um, you know, they're not, they're really not qualified to deal with deep emotional problems, mm -hmm. feelings. Yeah. issues, whatever you want to call it. They're just not. Um, and, and not all, you know, psychiatrists will be qualified. They might be qualified on paper to deal with deep-seated issues or problems, but I think I think there's very few out there that are really that good. Well, it takes a good and, person. And care enough. Yeah. Keep their eyes open yeah. and see <laughs> and and you know it takes a solid person to listen to advice and to for it to not like get to them either though like to keep their life separate from their absolutely from but, their to, clients. To, but to show your client 
you could give a shit by falling asleep in front of them, basically, because yeah. I'm sitting in the most boring class of my life. <laughs> you know, yeah. you've been there. Haven't you, haven't you been in a class that you found so dull, you yeah. were, like, sleeping with your eyes open? Mm-hmm. I've done it. Yeah. Many times. Imagine how that feels when you're in there pouring your soul out, and you're you're a private person. Mm-hmm. Let me add that to the equation. You don't open yourself up to people, and you're opening yourself up to this stranger. Only to realize that they're falling asleep on you. They don't they, they don't really give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. I had two therapists, counselors, I don't really know what the difference is, but I don't know. Two of them. Um, the one I had right I had them both two different time periods. But um both of them were equally as helpful for me. They actually gave a fuck. <laughs> Which was really nice. They knew what they were doing, and to this day, I still use some of the shit that they told me to do. Um, That's good. Yeah. And I had one other, I called her my agent when I was younger, because she kind of was just, like, a person that, like, took me out to go, like, like, do, like, a quick shop, or just, like, little tiny fun activities before I go to my dad's or something to make it a little bit better, like, me happy for three seconds type of shit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what her title was at all. Like I just usually call her my. Age. But yeah, I I had two counselor therapist people two different time frames, and I had her, which I liked her, the agent girl, but she really didn't do much like actually for me. She just kind of helped me forget about shit for a little bit. But the other two people like actually helped me, and to this day I still use some of their shit. Well, that's good. Yeah. Your your experiences were very different than mine. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It's sad though that some people like don't care. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I think maybe it bothered me more because um like one of those things like I always thought I would want to do like when I grew up and never did do was yeah. be like a social worker. Oh yeah. Or a counselor. I wanted to do that for so long, but there's so much schooling. Yeah, that kind of thing. And so the only time in my life I ever actually utilized one of those people, it was like, really? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like without any schooling or anything, I could have done better than you. That's yeah. how I felt about it. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? I had that sort of feeling. I felt so, I can't tell you how bad I felt when I left that place. Well, I can understand. I had one thing like that when we, I did have a social worker type of person in that sort of realm at one point for a specifically bad thing that happened. But I felt that way with these people slash this lady things because they were trying to help me out, obviously, with this thing that happened. But they ended up kind of being like almost, okay, well, fuck you in the end, and here you go. Go back to how your life was. And it was awful. Because it was like, okay, well, you couldn't help me. They kind of were like, oh, well, we can't actually help you, so just bye. Yeah. And I was like, wow, thanks, basically. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, like, at a, at a more, you know, basic level, whether you're just a counselor or you're a therapist or whatever, like, the lower the level, I, I mean, if nothing else, you're supposed to be a sounding board. Just somebody who's going to listen to something. Yeah, exactly. And, you know. Yeah. Of course you can't fix their problems or solve their problems. Nobody can, nobody can do that. Yeah, people. except for yourself. But you have to, part of your job, I would think, would be yeah. to show you care. Act like you care. And at least listen. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Which is part of the reason why I, when I, when my friends or some of them, I always like stress out and they don't really want to talk about it, even though it's always good to talk about your bike problems. Um, I usually will end up telling them like, I don't have to answer. You can just talk to me. Like, that you can just start venting, and I don't have to say a damn thing if you don't want me to. But to yeah. get it out would be helpful. Yeah. Yeah, which is why I used to say that, because I do know that sometimes people don't want to hear what you have to say. They just want to talk. Right. So, if that's an option, if you, I won't say anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think, for the most part, that's what your basic therapy is about. It's just that you have somebody to talk to. Yeah. Just to let out what you're feeling, what you're going through. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're not gonna be able to fix it, they're not gonna be able to change it. If you're lucky, they're gonna give you advice on how you can deal with it, mm-hmm. but they're not gonna fall asleep trying to deal with it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just that's just Only great, me, but, that's just yeah. great. But if you guys want to hear about our in a subtle way, I, I suppose, about our wonderful past. And why we keep mentioning this shit subtly. I probably won't give all the details, obviously, but um, definitely like email us and tell us that if you're interested. We'll make a whole big story time podcast out of that. Maybe even two, depending on how wordy we get. And just about anything else, just feel free. Is there anything you want to add or, or do you want to lock up? <laughs> we will be as open as possible. And, uh, yeah. Don't be afraid. Yeah, we might hold back a little bit. You know, here and there at first, but I think I think the more this goes on, the more open we'll be. Yeah. All right, guys. We will see you next time. Don't forget to email. Go to my YouTube and my Twitter, and we'll see you again. Thank you so much for listening, and have a good night. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon.